We now know four of our quarter-finalists after what was a historic couple of nights of UEFA Champions League football. On Tuesday, the defending champions were given an early scare in Naples, but they rallied in the second half to progress. Alvaro Morata, the substitute, buries it into the empty net, and that is job done for the holders of the UEFA Champions League. And in North London, a second-half Bayern masterclass saw the Germans once again put five past ten-man Arsenal. It's five again for Bayern München, and they are sounding a warning to all who remain in the UEFA Champions League. Five-star Bayern München are at it again. Then on Wednesday, UEFA Champions League history was made as Barcelona staged a quite remarkable second-leg comeback. Neymar clips it into the middle of the chance there. Oh, Dustin! History! Sergi Roberto has got the goal! And Barcelona, against every odds, have snatched it in stoppage time. And in Germany, Dortmund recovered from their first leg deficit in style to see off Benfica. The cross is in for Bayern! Who scores a hat-trick for Dortmund and sends them into the quarter-finals. Dortmund 4, Benfica 0. We'll be hearing from Ian Robin, Tony Cruz and Arsene Wenger right here on UEFA Champions League Match Day Live. Welcome to the show. I'm Rob Daly and I'm joined by UEFA.com's European football expert, Andy Brassel. Andy, in Barcelona on Wednesday night, we have witnessed history. That's right. And it's going to take a very long time to, to absorb, to, to take in. And me and Phil Blacker have just been looking back at, at some of the images of the game as, as we attempt to do just that. And um, it's, it's funny looking at the the looks on, on, on the faces of the players and the coaches. We're, we're thinking of the celebration and the devastation at the end, but when you see Unai Emery and his staff and his players celebrating Edinson Cavani's goal, they think it's over. They think they're through at that point. When you see Luis Enrique's face, when Neymar gets Barcelona's fourth with that wonderful free kick, he just thinks it's a consolation. There's a, eh, you know, not even contented shrug. And then, <laughs> then there's so much more to come. Certainly was, and we're going to get to it. Phil Black is off getting a reaction for us to Barcelona's incredible success. But let's round up all of the week's results from the UEFA Champions League. Round of 16, remember, second legs of the competition. On Tuesday, Napoli won, Real Madrid 3, a 6-2 aggregate victory for the defending European champions. Arsenal won, Bayern 5, 10-2 on aggregate for the German champions. On Wednesday, Barcelona 6, Paris Saint-Germain 1, 6-5 the aggregate lead. Dortmund 4, Benfica 0, 4-1 on aggregate. So four incredible games to discuss. We have to start with Wednesday's action. History was made at the camp now, and Phil Blacker was lucky enough to witness it. Headed play there, the goalkeeper has come, hasn't got there. Paris trying to hook it back off the goal line, but I think it had crossed the line. And Barcelona here with less than three minutes played, have won back. Iniesta battles for control and then flicks it backwards, and it's flicked into the back of the net. Barcelona have another goal back before the break here. 
a little slip there. Neymar tries to go around the outside of the defender. And Barcelona want the penalty. Neymar tried to hurdle around the outside of him. And he has now pointed to the penalty spot. The referee's given the penalty for Barcelona. And Lionel Messi stands and waits and steps up and scores emphatically from the penalty spot. And Barcelona have history in their sights. We kick lofted for the chances for Cavani. Thunder into the goal. The goal that might change everything. Neymar sizing it up. Neymar goes for goal. And Neymar scores. You never know. Maybe, just, just maybe. Drama here. Barcelona have another penalty. Neymar bends his run-up, stutters in his run-up, and then strikes it right-footed. Cooley scores into the corner, sends trap the wrong way. 5-1, Barcelona. Neymar clips it into the middle of the chance there. Oh, Dustin! History! Sergi Roberto has got the goal! And Barcelona, against every odds, have snatched it in stoppage time. This is extraordinary! 6-1! Phil Black has recovered and he joins us now on the show. Um, Phil, we, we talk about, and I think it was brought up as well, Manchester United's win at the Camp Nou in 99 against Bayern in this stadium, that the Camp Nou. Um, that will rival it for the most dramatic end to any UEFA Champions League match. It has to. There, there is something about this stadium, isn't there, it seems, in this competition. But you could argue it even surpasses it because three goals were required with about three minutes to go. And somehow, against uh, all the odds, as I say, they managed to, to find a way through. They kept that belief. Uh, and it still, even now, seems barely believable that any side from that situation were, were capable of, of pulling it out of the fire. But Barcelona found a way. And it's not just, I, I don't think, um, that the camp now, but that played a, a huge part. And this was Barcelona in front of their own fans this time. And those supporters kept their belief, I think, that there was a stage maybe uh, at 3-1 where three more goals were needed, where a lot of the players were beginning to believe, well, that's it, we're going out. But still sense there was some hope from the stands. And certainly when that fourth goal went in from Neymar, that became a possibility again. I think that's what makes a great UEFA Champions League night, isn't it? That sort of synergy between the team and, mm. and the stands. And you really felt that all night. It was Barcelona with perspiration as much as inspiration. They worked so hard uh, from the get-go. And I think no one personifies that more than, than Neymar. It's funny, if you'd have said that Barcelona can come back from this impossible situation, who would lead it? Everyone would have said Lionel Messi. Everyone. But it wasn't him. I mean, he, he, had a, he had a decent game. He scored a penalty, which was very important at 3-0, and it looked like it might open the, the, the gateway to the comeback. But in the end, it was, it, was, it was Neymar that propelled it, and it was, it was such a team effort. You know, you saw Suarez not giving up running, not that he ever does. You saw the extra legs they had in midfield with uh, Rakitic and Rafinha, who was terrific in the first half. You saw Neymar pulling them through it at, at the end, and you saw Sergio Roberto, of all people, coming off the bench to, to, to get the winner. It was a real team effort. It wasn't about any individual. Well, seven days ago, they scored six against Sporting Gijon in a 6-1 win. They've done it again, this time against the French champions, and we're seven days on from the announcement that Luis Enrique is going to be leaving at the end of this season. But describe those pictures at full time, Phil, because that was surely one of his best ever moments 
not just as, as head coach of the club, but as an employee of the club? It has to be, doesn't it? It, it will take some topping, even you know, whatever happens from here in this competition. But it, it showed the remarkable bond that he has, the unity with the squad. I mean, they, they may well be asking him after that to, to stay on. Uh, you don't know how much of a part his uh, announcement has played it in the form since. I think that the tactical switch has obviously played it, it, its own part in that as well. And, and the goals have kept coming ever since. But his record now, 15 home games in the UEFA Champions League, 15 victories, a couple more there in another final in the competition that he won in his first year in charge. But in terms of sheer drama, in terms of achievement on a, a one-off occasion, this, this will take some top, and this will almost be impossible to top. There's a reason why no club had ever overturned a 4-0 first leg deficit in UEFA Champions League history, and that is because it is extraordinarily difficult to do, <laughs> and, and somehow they found a way to do it. I mean, I mean it's been a week of really strong contenders for this UEFA Champions League title. Real Madrid, who, of course, are the, the holders, and it's, it's tough to see past them. Bayern, who you don't feel ever hit their best in the two leg legs against Arsenal, and yet still won 10-2 on aggregate. And then, after a night like that, well, how can you back against Barcelona? It's, it's incredible. They're immensely strong candidates, and that's before we even get to, to next week and, and Juventus, of course. Uh, Barcelona top of the table in Spain now. I'm sure a week ago no one would possibly think they'd be into their latest uh, UEFA Champions League quarterfinal. They just continually make this stage of the competition. Tenth time in a row or something Tenth like that. Tenth time in a row. Um, let's reflect a little bit on Paris Saint-Germain um, because it's, it's, a devastating, it's a devastating defeat for them, Mandy. I, I don't know how you get over that, especially with how good they were in the first leg. You know, that was the culmination of the best part of a year's work. It was a, a tremendous performance. They were better in every department. It could have been more than 4-0. Maybe if it had been more than 4-0, it would have been clear enough to see the tie out. But, you know, it's still unprecedented. And they'll be so disappointed that they couldn't bring their best game. Um, the nature of certainly the... The, the first three goals they, they conceded, they'll be very, very disappointed. And their inability to, to hold on to the ball when they are such a, a strong side in possession. And, you know, you just have to look at those players at the end. I mean, this is going to take a long time to, to, to get over because it's far too raw to, to even analyse for the moment. I remember we talked about this pre-match. Luis Enrique and Luis Suarez both said the game lasts 95 minutes. Sergio Roberto's goal, 90 plus five. And they, it, there really was a sense from Barca that it, I mean, that it wasn't, it was, the game was never up, from the players, certainly. Mm. It proves, doesn't it, that it wasn't just talk from them before the game. People might have seen, uh, heard those interviews and thought, well, they have to say that to try and convince themselves, maybe. But the performance proved there was genuine belief in what they were saying that, yeah that they could go right to the wire, that they would be uh, in contention after people had written them off. Maybe they were starting to doubt it when they, when they got to 88 minutes and they still needed three goals. But if they did, there was no sign of that. They kept going and they kept going and, and they backed up everything that they said before the game. Luis Enrique had made the point, well, if Paris Saint-Germain are capable of scoring four goals against us in the first leg, we're capable of scoring six. And his side went and did it for him. OK, Phil, get thinking about your man of the match. Will he get some reaction to the game? as well. Elsewhere on Wednesday evening, Borussia Dortmund staged a dramatic second leg comeback of their own. Richard Connolly describes the action. 
Dembele with the first corner of the night for Dortmund. It's flicked on well! Another back post, Aubameyang has put Dortmund into the lead! Here's a chance, Pulisic played in, dinks it over the goalkeeper and scores! What a marvellous finish from the 18-year-old to put Dortmund in front for the first time in the tie! Dortmund come looking for a third, they've got it! Dortmund lead by three goals to nil! Two in a minute, the second from Aubameyang! The cross is in for Aubameyang! Who scores a hat-trick for Dortmund and sends them into the quarter-finals? Dortmund 4, Benfica 0. It's a real drama at the Bayfalbe Stadion on Wednesday night. We'll speak to Richard Connolly in a moment. But first, let's hear from uh, Dortmund's two goal scorers, Christian Pulisic, but first, Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang. I think it's a, it's a great feeling. Uh, all the fans was amazing tonight and uh, they, they give us something more, I think. That's it. We are, we are all happy tonight and of, of course it's amazing to score all the time, three goals, so really happy. You know, we had to come back from a deficit of 1-0 uh, in, uh, in the first leg and uh, coming out and getting the early goal, uh, this team is just so, just so strong and uh, we were just ready for the whole 90 minutes of that game. Fine finish from Christian Pulisic, who's into the side for the injured Marco Royce. Richard Connolly is with us now and Richard, I suppose this story will be mostly dominated by the fact it was the redemption of their main man up front. Yes, I mean, it really was a terrific comeback. It, history books may reflect it was just not that terrific comeback. Uh, still, yes, three fine finishes from Obama Young, who has redemption after missing a penalty in the first leg. You're right that the best goal of the night was scored by Christian Pulisic, and it was the crucial goal of the night, really, because at 1-0 to Dortmund, and we'd reached almost the hour mark with that scoreline intact, the tie was dead level, and Benfica would argue that they were uh, at least strongly in the game. They'd created three good chances after the 1-0 for Aubameyang right at the start of the game. Uh, couldn't take them. Uh, the goal from Pulisic was a delightful chip. He was off balance, but he still managed to lift the ball over Edison in the Benfica goal. And two more goals for Aubameyang followed after that to put the seal on it. But, um, yeah, it probably does flatter Dortmund, the 4-0 scoreline. It got away from Benfica in the last half an hour, but only in the last half an hour. And Richard, we talked before the game about how much trust Thomas Tuchel was putting in those two teenagers behind Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang in Christian Pulisic and Usman Dembélé. Of course, Pulisic got the goal, but Dembélé's prints were all over this win. Yeah, I mean, they, they were both terrific, I thought. I mean, Dembele, right from the very beginning, uh, played the corner in from the right-hand side, which was flicked on by Pulisic for Aubameyang to put them in front after, after four minutes. They were both always receiving the ball, turning, moving into space, testing Benfica's structure, which was broadly sound for the first hour, as I said. But these two players, 19 and 18 years of age, Pulisic's goal was his first in the UEFA Champions League. As I mentioned, it wasn't only beautifully taken it came at a, a pivotal moment they are absolutely at home in the world's greatest uh, club competition there's no two ways about it these are two gems and i don't think tuka will think twice about throwing in throwing them into a, a game as big as this in future and how will benfica reflect on, on what's happened over these two legs richard well uh, they're out but just ask paris saint-germain it could be worse um, they, they played really well. I mean, they, they were right in the tie, as I said. I mean, the, the one thing that this, the two legs had in common 
was that the away team in both games could and perhaps should have scored. Dortmund reflected on missed chances and the missed penalty, of course, in the first match. Benfica had three chances, three big chances, uh, before the second goal took it away from them. Servi with the first one, Burki made a decent save. Luis Sao with a, with a header from a, a free kick, a pitsy free kick on 32 minutes, was a really good chance. And then Servi, after Piszczek had made a mistake, Piszczek got back in and blocked the shot on 47 minutes. That maybe was the clearest of all. They were well organised, but the plan B left them too exposed and Dortmund um, were able to exploit that. Benfica will now refocus on thoughts of a domestic treble, uh, which is within their grasp, and um, that may well be their number one aim. They've been a creditable performance in the UEFA Champions League, and you can't really argue that over the two matches, Dortmund were the better side. Richard, thank you very much. Get thinking about your man of the match, although I don't think you'll really have to ponder over that one for too long. Uh, next on Match Day Live, analysis and reaction from Tuesday's round of 16 matches. Dizemos não ao racismo. Nein zum Rassismus. Nein til Rassismus. Non au racisme. Nein til Rassismus. Non al racismo. Cristiano Ronaldo, Manuel Neuer, Zlatan Ibrahimovic, Vincent Company, Caroline Segar and Lionel Messi are just a few of the European football stars saying no to racism. European football united against racism. Respect. You're listening to UEFA Champions League Match Day Live. You're listening to Match Day Live with Andy Brassel and me, Rob Daly. On Tuesday night, Napoli took an early lead against Real Madrid to reduce that aggregate deficit to 3 2. But Ramos stepped up in a big, big way with a goal of his own, an own goal via a header from Ramos before the late strike from Morata. Napoli's hopes crushed in the second half. This is what Real Madrid midfielder Tony Cruz made of his side's victory last night. Our game was not the best today, especially in the first half. Neapel was a better team by far. In the first half, I thought only only Neapel had the ball. <laughs> then it's impossible if you if you are Real Madrid. Halftime, we changed uh, one or two things. We, we pressed a little bit higher, we, we controlled the ball a little bit better, and most important, we scored. La Gazzetta della Sport, the Italian newspaper, ran with the headline, Napoli, what a headache. It was brutal for them to lose in that manner, but... Andy Brassel, I think a little bit of nows came into play as, as far as Real Madrid were concerned. Yeah, it certainly did. And I think after the equaliser, it, it was a big psychological blow, really. And not just because Sergio Ramos scored it, but from that point onwards, of course, two goals for Napoli still would have taken it into extra time, but yeah. definitely the momentum switched and um, the experience came into play there, certainly. Let's talk about Sergio Ramos. We heard from him on Tuesday's show and we asked him about his big occasion goals, UEFA Champions League finals included. Um, he's got this incredible record of, of goal scoring full stop, never mind on the biggest of stages. That's right. And for a defender, it's extraordinary. 81 career goals. Those goals, of course, were quite early for him. Um, but, you know, you always expect him to turn up on the, on the biggest occasion. And it was an incredible atmosphere. And just like when he went back to Sevilla, earlier this season. These yeah. big atmospheres seem to inspire him. Uh, so that does mean that Real Madrid, the defending champions, continue their run. They're into uh, their seventh quarterfinal in a row. Uh, they are joined by Bayern. It was another high-scoring affair in North London on Tuesday night as the German champions sealed their place in the last eight with a convincing win over Arsenal. 
course, 1-0 to the Gunners at half-time as they were looking to come back through Walcott. Lewandowski via the penalty spot after sending off for Koscielny. Robin, Douglas Costa and a brace for Vidal uh, sealed it. Despite it being 10-2, remember, on aggregate by the end, Bayern winger Ian Robin wasn't entirely happy with the performance. The first half was not good. We, we didn't play well. We, we were not aggressive enough. Uh, just what we spoke about, about the game, what we had to do today and what we, we expected. Of course, uh, a tough game day. They would go every, uh, for everything and, and for their last chance. Of course, the second half was good. The penalty and the red card, of course, uh, changed the game as well. And uh, then we finished it off well. But I mean, for the quarterfinals, I think the first half, uh, like today, we, we, yeah, we cannot do that again. Uh, the thoughts of Ian Robin there, of course, the man who scored the winning goal in London in a UEFA Champions League final against Borussia Dortmund in 2013. Um, Bayern, you, you were saying, Andy, that they, they're top of the Bundesliga by some way. They put in a performance like that, but you still feel there's an, another gear for Carlo Ancelotti's team? Yes. Um, you know, they, they, they worked in flurries, I thought, against Arsenal. Uh, they were really, really good for... 10 minutes at the start of the, of the game in the first leg and maybe another 20 minutes in the second half. Uh, they're very, very good for maybe 20, 25 minutes in the, in the second half in London last night. And um, I think that just shows the class they have, uh, the killer instinct they have. Um, but it was interesting to hear Carlo Ancelotti talk before and after the match about he, he's so pleased with the physical condition that they're in at the moment that he feels there's more to come, that he feels that they haven't peaked yet. And, you know, that's been something in Germany that's been a criticism of them in the last couple of seasons that they've peaked too early. Well, that doesn't seem to be a danger this season. And, of course, no one knows how to run a UEFA Champions League campaign better than Carlo Ancelotti. Very true indeed. Uh, let's hear from the Arsenal manager, Arsene Wenger. Here's what he had to say after another heavy defeat at the hands of Bayern. We knew before the game it was difficult to qualify after the first game, but we wanted at least to... Uh, minimum to go home and feel we dealt with the situation with pride and commitment, what we did. And uh, the fact that the end result will, uh, of course, uh, not highlight the quality of our performance is very disappointing. Uh, Arsene Wenger there, uh, speaking after the defeat. Andy, you were UEFA.com's Arsenal reporter this week. You're around the team, around the game, of course, uh, in North London. Um, did you sense that Arsenal truly believed ahead of kickoff that they could they could turn around such a huge scoreline? I'm not convinced they did, but the way they played in the first half showed that they did, and it was an excellent first half performance. But you know, Arsene Wenger talked before the game about fine margins, and those fine margins made a big difference. They certainly did indeed. Okay, uh, Arsenal out, Bayern through, Real Madrid through as well uh, from Tuesday's games. Let's go back to matters at the Camp Nou tonight. Uh, where many supporters will be celebrating in the streets of Barcelona uh, for quite some time. Let's hear from their midfielder now, the Blaugranas, Ivan Rakitic. To believe, you have to try, you have to really do everything to do these impossible things possible. <laughs> and I think after this, after this game, after this last six, seven minutes, uh, to win uh, so a big team, 6-1, uh, really crazy. And just to say thank you to, to all these people today in the stadium, to our fans, to my teammates, really unbelievable. And this is, uh, yeah, I think a big history, but this is also, this is Barcelona. No team has ever done this before in UEFA club competition. Lost a first leg 4-0, tapping on 59 occasions. Uh, this is the first. And, and even Rakitic, just one of many parts that combined to, to orchestrate that victory, Phil. He really was such a, a team effort from uh, Barcelona. And it was that belief probably instilled in them by Luis Enrique that ran right the way through the side, which ensured they continued going even at 3-1 now. 
ahead, needing three more goals to, to turn this around. With about three minutes to go, that belief remained and, and everybody played their part in that. And, and you saw in the celebrations at the end with Luis Enrique at the centre of them just uh, how much unity is involved in this squad. And of course, you know, the manner in which they, they turn this around, you, you have to wonder, and probably the players might buy into this as well, whether their name is on the trophy again. I mean, it should spur Barcelona on into the last stages of their domestic campaign as well. Yeah, it should. And uh, now they know that the clock is running on the Luis Enrique regime. You know, they should be searching for that extra credit for them. He's been a tremendous coach that's evolved their game, um, that's taken them to, to new heights. And he's done it again this evening. And, you know, who knows what, what, what the rest of the season contains. OK, uh, let's get man of the matches. Um, Richard Connolly, let's start with you watching Borussia Dortmund uh, tonight on Match Day Live. I think I know who you're going to go for. Yeah, it would be churlish not to, really. He's left, <laughs> with, he's left with the match ball, for goodness sake. And he, having missed the penalty in the first leg, too, we have to give it to Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang. OK, uh, Phil, man of the match in the camp now. As we said, team effort for Barcelona, but I would have to give it to, uh, to Neymar for his role in orchestrating that remarkable finish to the game. Wonderful free kick, kept his composure from the penalty and, and then made the winner. Andy, man of the match in Tuesday's games? Arturo Vidal. Uh, I think he was really tremendous. He helped um, Bayern stick in when they were under pressure and then scored the two goals to put the icing on the cake at the end. Gents, uh, thank you very much. What a night in the UEFA Champions League. That's all we have time for on Match Day Live after two more exhilarating nights of football revealed our first four quarter-finalists. On Tuesday, the holders were given a mighty scare in Naples but progressed with ease in the end. 3-1 on the night and 6-2 on aggregate. And in North London, Arsenal were hit for five again as Bayern progressed emphatically 10-2 on aggregate. On Wednesday, Barcelona pulled off the impossible, coming from four goals down in the first leg to beat Paris Saint-Germain 6-1 on the night and incredibly 6-5 on aggregate. And in Germany, Dortmund put on a second leg masterclass of their own to see off Benfica 4-0 on the night and 4-1 on aggregate. Join us next week for the conclusion of the round of 16 on Tuesday the 14th of March. Match Day Live starts at 19.30 CET with Leicester Sevilla and Juve against Porto. Of course, on Wednesday, we'll also have Monaco, Manchester City and Atletico versus Bayer Leverkusen. Until then, from Andy Brassel, Richard Connolly, Phil Blacker and myself, Rob Daly, it's goodbye. Alvaro Morata, the substitute, buries it into the empty net and that is job done for the holders of the UEFA Champions League. It's five again for Bayern München and they are sounding a warning to all who remain in the UEFA Champions League. Five star, Bayern München are at it again. The cross is in for Aubameyang! Who scores a hat-trick for Dortmund and sends them into the quarter-finals. Dortmund four, Benfica nil. Neymar clips it into the middle of the chance there. Oh, it's just in! History! Sergi Roberto has got the goal! And Barcelona, against every odds, have snatched it in stoppage time. You've been listening to UEFA Champions League Matchday Live.